One of these two men will clear their road to WrestleMania. Who's walking out of the Elimination Chamber with the WWE title? Oh, and Styles is locked on to McIntyre. Styles. Oh, oh my God, a Claymore in midair. My goodness, that was incredible. Unbelievable. Cover. McIntyre conquers the Chamber. Here is your winner. And still the WWE Champion, Drew McIntyre. One of the gutsiest efforts in the history of the Elimination Chamber match. Drew McIntyre made the impossible possible. AJ Styles thought the WWE Champion was done for. Watch this, mid-air, looking for the phenomenal forearm and somehow, Boom. some way, McIntyre able to strike with the Claymore and indeed achieve the impossible by retaining the WWE title. McIntyre outlasts five former WWE champions. A man who gave you everything he had here tonight. Everything he had. To... Oh, Bobby Lashley with a spear. <laughs> the former United States champion, Bobby Lashley, assaulting the WWE champion. McIntyre is trying to enjoy the moment of winning this elimination chamber, and now Lashley is there to mold the WWE champion. Uh, and so it's been over, what, a half an hour, 40 minutes, and uh, Drew McIntyre was competing in the chamber, five other opponents, now this? And now this, Bobby Lashley has come looking for you, and he oh. is very, very enraged. Drew McIntyre is virtually defenseless. Oh, oh no. Oh, look at this, smashing McIntyre. Look at the move, the announce table with McIntyre's body. You said it yourself, Tom. This is an unhinged Bobby Lashley. Again, this, you got to believe this is all because Bobby Lashley lost the United States Championship oh. earlier on tonight. Lashley is livid. He has been enraged since then, and obviously... Oh, now the hurt lock. The hurt lock to Drew McIntyre. I'm not sure there's anything McIntyre can do at this point. Bobby you Lashley. This is the unhinged rage oh. of an unstoppable man. Bobby Lashley completely ambushed the WWE Champion. Awesome. Oh my God! Yes! No, 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 no! Mr. Money in the Bank, the Miz, with a referee in tow. Oh, we saw MVP talking to the the Miz earlier. The Miz is cashing in his Money in the Bank contract. Yes. just survived the elimination chamber and now the Miz oh, this is a brilliant move by Miz the Miz is cashing in his money in the bank contract now yeah why, why wouldn't he do it now it's for a WWE title opportunity anytime anywhere this is the time McIntyre said he could go and now Miz after the champion
it might be only a matter of time at this point. Oh, uh, now Miz. Miz wants the skull-crushing finale. Pins it on McIntyre. Cover on McIntyre. The Miz is WWE Champion. Here's your winner. And the new WWE Champion, The Miz. You have to remember when a plan comes together. Listen, Joe, we knew the threat was there. We knew that the possibility was there that the Miz might cash in his money in the bank contract. Well, that cash in became a reality, and you're right. Give it up to the Miz. The plan was executed. <laughs> I can't believe the Miz is WWE champion again. <laughs> Get used to it. Wrestling fans, are you Tuesday. You people bought a ticket to see me, so shut up. Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. First of all, Dusty Rhodes, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class redneck dude. That's what I think you are. Yeah, I put it. I know I put it. But I'm most of all, the baddest man around in the world today. Follow the show at Wrestling TWT on Twitter and Instagram. But remember, my fireflies, as always, I'll light the way. And all you have to do is let me in. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. The bottom line is, in all my magnificence, you're going to be mine all night long. Here's Jonathan Hood. The Miz is the WWE champion. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, I saw the Elimination Chamber. And it ends up being Drew McIntyre, the winner of the Elimination Chamber. And then, of course, of course, it'd be a cash-in. And the cash-in took place. And The Miz is the WWE Champion. Did you see that coming? I guess I haven't been paying attention enough to think that that was going to come until we actually watch Elimination Chamber, where MVP was in the back talking to The Miz and said, hey, man, why don't you cash in and then we'll have a deal? Maybe, just maybe, if you win the WWE Championship, then maybe Bobby Lashley will be able to take on you for the championship. And so so MVP gives the advice to The Miz and The Miz cashes in. Isn't that something? So here we are, what, 40-plus days away from WrestleMania, and The Miz is the champion. As it is, there's way too many titles changing too quickly for my taste. And I like Drew McIntyre when he was WWE champion. But someone's got to be the transitional champion to get the belt to Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley is going to be the WWE champion at WrestleMania or sometime in 2020, and here's why. If nothing else, if you didn't watch Raw, if you didn't watch SmackDown, if you just watch YouTube or clips on WWE's Twitter, my friends, as I was searching for just some sound from The Miz after he won the championship, I'm going through the WWE Twitter, (laughs) and all I kept seeing is highlights from Bobby Lashley at the Elimination Chamber and Bobby Lashley at Monday Night Raw beating Braun Strowman, and all I kept seeing is Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley, Hurt Business, Bobby Lashley. My God, that man's going to be champion. 
And for a company that has a hard time being able to build baby faces, they build a heel factory, there's no doubt. I mean, <laughs> Kevin Sullivan would be happy about the heel factory, or Arn Anderson would be happy about the heel factory that the WWE has built. Because I'm here to tell you that Bobby Lashley, managed by MVP, led by MVP, is going to be champion. And Bobby Lashley has gone through everybody. It's been quite the build for this man who's been with the company 15, 16 years. Of course, a, a, a stopover in TNA for a while, out of the business for a while, and then right back at it with the WWE. It's something that the WWE should not brag about. I think it's kind of funny that they kind of brag about, oh, you know, the, you know, in the promo that Bobby Lashley cut, saying that he's the Babe Ruth of professional wrestling. Well, Babe Ruth's been dead for 70 years. <laughs> so, or just, you know, it's kind of funny that they are building Bobby Lashley now when he's always been this good. He's turned up for sure. But I'm so happy to see Bobby Lashley now in a position to lead this company because it's going to happen. And I don't know how it's going to happen or when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Drew McIntyre wins the match at Elimination Chamber and battled Sheamus and battled AJ Styles. And then the bottom falls out. And so somehow, some way at Fastlane, again, just too many big events before WrestleMania. Like it's Elimination Chamber, now Fastlane. Is there going to be a title change on Fastlane? I don't know, even know how this all is going to work. But all I know is that here's a guy here going back to the days of the Battle of the Billionaires with Bobby Lashley being involved in that. The whole thing with uh, Donald Trump and Vince McMahon. He was part of that and, and been in some wild battles. He finally will have the opportunity now to show, show what he can do. And I don't know when that's going to be, but I know it's going to happen because – the WWE is just pushing him down our throats, but not in a negative way, not in the John Cena way or a Roman Reigns way where, you know, make him look strong. No, Bobby Lashley looks strong on his own. He doesn't need any help. And I love that this is going to happen for Bobby Lashley. But The Miz is the champion. Of course, everyone had the same reaction of, oh, my God, not this guy. Don't put the title on him. But if anyone is going to be a weak chicken shit champion, let it be The Miz, I guess. This is all what storytelling is all about. You know, I wanted to wait until Raw to see how Raw would end. I thought, well, maybe this would be a one-day title reign. Maybe The Miz would drop it on Monday Night Raw. It did not happen, though. I think that Bobby Lashley is going to have his moment to shine in front of fans in Tampa, Florida, at WrestleMania in 40-plus days. At least that's the thinking. Because Bad Bunny keeps hanging around the WWE as if Bad Bunny and The Miz are on some kind of collision course. or I, I, I don't know. But I just know that that's the road I believe that they're going to take. They, the WWE has swerved or something that seems obvious. They've gone the opposite direction because they don't want the typical fan to figure out the booking. But my friends, I think that's inevitable that Bobby Lashley, part of the Hurt Business, will be the WWE champion. Look 
disbelief on the face of Jey Uso. Daniel Bryan in the heart of a lion continuing to fight in this Elimination Chamber matchup. It is down to Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso. The next man to gain pinfall or submission will face Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. You know where Jey Uso's priorities lie. And right now his focus is this. Do not let Daniel Bryan near the head of the table. Jey Uso making the long climb. Daniel Bryan has been lightless in the ring. Jey Uso now going to head up to the top of a pod. Two frog splashes have already eliminated two superstars. Will this massive one eliminate Bryan? Uso knees up by Bryan. High risk by Jey Uso and Daniel Bryan able to counter. But at what expense to himself, Daniel Bryan still feeling the effects in his left knee. Running knee by Bryan. Uso blasted. Covered by Daniel Bryan. He better pull it together fast because here comes the head of the table. He's ready to go, but is he? Roman Reigns. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Look at him on the S line. He's going to do it. Roman Reigns. Bryan's going to win. Bryan's going to attack Reigns. Bryan's got Reigns. Oh my God! Oh my God! Daniel Bryan surprised the champion. Reigns has nowhere to go. It's WrestleMania 30 all over again. And Roman Reigns, though, able to power out, breaking the S-Lock. And now Reigns unloading, pummeling Bryan with the rights and lefts. <laughs> Daniel Bryan surprising the champion, but Corey, I have a feeling Bryan's now going to pay. Daniel Bryan had the magic bullet, but it wasn't enough. It was not enough. Daniel can't even protect himself. And yeah, but Daniel Bryan now... And look at Roman Reigns with Bryan up top and plant him in the middle of the ring. This is a Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns defending against the winner of the Elimination Chamber, Daniel Bryan. And as valiant as the effort was, I think all Daniel did was incense the head of the table. Welcome to the island of relevancy, Daniel Bryan. Bryan's out. Defenseless. Roman Reigns knew this was what was going to happen. And now Reigns. This is just a formality at this point. That's what he said. Yeah, the official has to call. No, Mercifully over. Glorified brutality by Roman Reigns. Here is your winner by submission and still the Universal Champion. Special counsel Paul Heyman. Oh my God! Spear! That's it! Edge makes it very clear that he will take on Roman Reigns for the main event at WrestleMania for the Universal Championship. 
So it's all coming together here for the WWE. Looking at the card, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, King Corbin, Jey Uso, Daniel Bryan, and Cesaro. And I thought that that was a really good matchup. I enjoyed that. Um, you know, seeing Uso eliminating Cesaro, you know, it's just one of those things where Cesaro looks good, but you never feel like he's going to be able to get over and get on top. And I'll talk about Cesaro a little bit later on this podcast because it's something that I've not played and talked about that we need to talk about, you and I, here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. So, my friends, uh, I liked what I saw from the number one contendership. You just heard moments ago that Daniel Bryan came out on top. I wonder if this is going to be the last year of competitive wrestling for Daniel Bryan in the WWE. It seems like he's winding down, probably closer to an agent than someone that's viable for the championship, as far as I could tell. Um, just a up-and-down career in the WWE for Daniel Bryan. There was a lot of great ups and then some sideways and some downs a lot in this company. But just to see Kevin Owens out there, you talk about trying to find babyface in this company. Kevin Owens has solidified himself as that guy for the WWE. To see Jay Uso out there and King Corbin, Sami Zayn, um, you know, just I think just a good mix. And I thought it was a really good opener for the WWE in this elimination chamber. Um, the Universal Championship, of course, afterwards we just heard of Daniel Bryan. It's just, you know, similar. You know, the WWE Championship, Universal Championship, both just at the end. That was it just these quick finishes, right? Daniel Bryan gave all his effort, blood, sweat, and tears, and then Roman Reigns comes in for like a 90-second match, two-minute match, seemingly. So the United States Championship, so it was speculated is, is what's going to happen with Bobby Lashley? Would he drop the championship to free himself to be able to be in contention for the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley was a solid United States champion. Takes on uh, Riddle as well as John Morrison. John Morrison in there, just kind of, it was a shrugging of the shoulders. For whatever reason, Vince McMahon has never got it when it comes to John Morrison. For those of you like me and you that followed John Morrison's career, not just in the WWE, Lucha Underground, wrestling away from the WWE, proving himself as a singles, and then coming back to the WWE, once again, tied his hands with The Miz. <laughs> like, he comes, after all the things that he's proven in Mexico and everywhere else on the indies and everywhere else, he comes back and McMahon says, oh, yes, Morrison, I remember you were with The Miz. Get back with The Miz again. Like, I mean, John Morrison's always been better than that, but, you know, I, when you saw him being booked in this United States Championship match, you just knew, like, okay, there's no way that he's going to win the United States Championship, and Riddle gets his opportunity. Riddle wins the match. I thought it was okay. I thought it was an okay match. Uh, it was unspectacular, but I, they, you got what you wanted, right? You want to get the title off of Lashley? They did that. So, again, I didn't think that it was overly great, but it was fine. Uh, another match that I just thought that was just okay, and that's uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler uh, taking on Bianca Belair and Sh Sasha Banks. Now, Jax and Baszler win over Belair and Banks, and this matchup was just, it was just okay. You know, it, again, like, like, why is Reginald around? I don't even understand what the point of Reginald being 
you know, around this Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair situation. I understand that, you know, Reginald has a crush on Sasha Banks, which is this high school bad booking nonsense. I just don't understand his presence out there. That's, I don't think that's a way to tell a story. He's got a bottle of wine or a bottle of champagne and he wants to present it to them. Just silliness. Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. It has that feel of the rock and sock connection. has that feel of, uh, you know, two members of a team coming together and being odd. And Kane and Daniel Bryan. The story goes on and on. And so the same thing here. It would have not surprised me for Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks to be the women's tag team championship champions. It wouldn't surprise me if they would have won because that's kind of the WWE booking. You have opposites attract two people in a ring and you put them in a tag team. And you're not expecting them to be able to click. And so I thought that they would actually win the match. Uh, because they're going to be taking on one another. Bianca Bella and Sasha Banks, that's going to be a WrestleMania match. The build for Bianca against Sasha is tepid at best. I expect it to be able to be picked up pretty soon. They seem like they're really chummy and they're friends and all that, but someone's got to turn on somebody here. And I'm thinking that's probably going to be Sasha, I guess. Actually, I don't really care about how they get there. I just want them to get there. And I want, them to, want it to be a good WrestleMania match, right? I know that we get stuck into the minutia a lot of the storytelling in the WWE, but a lot of it is just not very good. So what, what I'm doing now is I can't wait for WrestleMania to see these two battle, to see the styles. And I just think that it's going to be quite the wrestling lesson for Bianca Belair. I know people are impressed by her, but a lot of it to me is just sizzle. I don't see steak when I see Bianca Belair. When I see Sasha Banks. I see one of the best in the business right now in the women's division. Not just WWE. I'm talking about in the world. So we will see how that works out. I just want them to get there because at this point, I'm like, okay, so someone has to dislike someone else. You get too many matches in wrestling now where everyone's just friends and they just wrestle and they just share spots. I'm just like, okay. That doesn't do anything for me because you want to see a rivalry. You want to be able to see a rumble and some heat here and there, but you don't see that. You heard from Drew McIntyre, the WWE champion, with AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, uh, Randy Orton. I was surprised to see Randy Orton uh, out so early. Otherwise, you got what you wanted. You know, you got at the end what you wanted, Drew McIntyre, to be strong and on top. I thought there was some really good spots in there. Um, I thought Ali would have some interference with Kofi Kingston. If you're watching WWE programming, you're like, okay, so Ali and Kofi Kingston have been back and forth interviews and talking. And where's Ali in this spot? He was nowhere to be around. I thought Ali would replace Kofi Kingston or there'd be some kind of interference. Uh, that does did not happen. And, of course, we talked about Drew McIntyre and The Miz and The Miz winning the WWE Championship out of nowhere as he cashes in money in the bank. So where was the women's singles match on Elimination Chamber? Where, where, where was it? The women's tag team match, as I mentioned, was no more than a C+. Plus. That's the best I can give it, like a C, C+, plus, C, not any worse than a C+. Plus. So where was it? Where was the women's singles match? How come we didn't see Asuka out there? We saw Asuka on Raw. If you're looking for Asuka on Raw, she got her head kicked in. Mistakenly, we think. Or Charlotte Flair. Uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I mean, 
Where, where's, where was Asuka? Why was that match taken off? I understand that you got these long elimination chamber matches and all that, but yeah, it would have been nice to see the women in the in the picture for uh, the elimination chamber. We did not get a women's match. Asuka could have wrestled any of the female talent, and they did not deliver. So I was wondering where that was, and well, we just didn't get it. But we did get Miz as a WWE champion. <laughs> God. I got an idea. We'll put Miz. We'll make him the champion. There'll be heat. There's no fans for heat. There's online heat from people on Twitter saying, oh, no, like me. Immediately when I saw that, you saw me tweet that on Wrestling TWT. I'm like, oh, my God, no. No. But that's exactly the, the reaction that they wanted, the WWE and Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon and everyone else up there in Titan Tower. A couple of news and notes for you. So I've listened to two podcasts. I've mentioned this on Twitter as well. I'll bring it up here on the podcast. How come people do, can't separate a television show from reality? Right? I mean, that's just wrestling in general. We're talking about something that was on television. But we also realize that there's reality too, right? So Dave Meltzer and Jim Cornette on two separate podcasts decide to rip apart the NBC television show Young Rock. They ripped it apart as if it's a wrestling show. So I guess there's been one episode. It's going to be two episodes as we record this on Tuesday the 23rd. There's going to be two episodes of The Rock and two podcasts. Dave Meltzer, a wrestling observer, and Jim Cornette. We're talking about the timeline of events that was presented on Young Rock. For those that are not familiar with it, Young Rock is on this television show, not a reality show, but a television show, is sitting in a chair and talking about how he's going to be president of the United States and he's doing like an interview talking about his life as a youngster and growing up with, of course, his the great Rocky Johnson, his father, and how the Rock... Dwayne Johnson was traveling from territory to territory with his dad because uh, Rocky Johnson, as great a wrestler that is he was, he wrestled from territory to territory. He wrestled in Portland for Don Owen. He wrestled in Hawaii for uh, the Mayavias. Of course, that's his involvement with the family because he's married to uh, the the Rock's mother, the late uh, Rocky Johnson was. Uh, wrestled in Memphis for a while. Wrestled for Vince Sr. and Vince Jr. in the WWF at the time. And uh, it was all over the country. And The Rock was with him. Little Rock, of course, Dwayne Johnson. And so part of the television show shows like... Andre the Giant and Iron Sheik, you know, as far as how they are depicted on the television show. Iron, yes, Andre the Giant, Iron Sheik's on there, and a few other wrestlers, JYD is on there as well. And and The Rock is explaining in this television show that, yes, the, you know, Iron Sheik, JYD, Andre, they're all partying at uh, his, at his house, right, in Hawaii, and there's Dave Meltzer. Do, 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 I don't believe that. Uh, I don't believe that uh, all of those that WWE talent was in Hawaii for a party because that wouldn't have worked out time wise in 1984. And Jim Cornette was saying the same things. And I just thought to myself, I said, it doesn't have to be the perfect story, right? 
doesn't have to be the perfect story. In Young Rock, the television show, are they supposed to talk about how many house shows Afa and Sika wrestled in? That they wrestled in Washington, D.C. at the Armory? And are they supposed to break down the cards on those shows from the, mid, from the early to mid-1980s? Is that, are they supposed to do that? Uh, are they supposed to on Young Rock talk about Rocky Johnson uh, being teaming with Tony Atlas and winning the WWE, WWF championship? And then break down how Tony Atlas and uh, Rocky Johnson did not get along because Tony Atlas had a drug problem. Should they break that down too? Uh, you know, sh- should they break down the in- in- include you know the whole Samoan dynasty? Should they break down the entire Samoa dynasty in professional wrestling on Young Rock? No. It's just a show about how Rock came up. It actually was interesting because Rocky Johnson was kind of a slickster, right? Kind of, uh, kind of smooth. He would say things to try to stretch the truth, like on that television show saying that, you know, my son's going to be on the box, uh, box of Wheaties. Look for that. And, <laughs> and, and they were like, oh, really? And then Rocky Johnson's like, no, actually, uh, the, the Wheaties box in Asia. You know, just saying all kind of stuff, kind of smooth, kind of a slickster, right? But that's who Rocky Johnson was. At least that's how The Rock is talking about his dad on this TV show. But again, you can't just look at Young Rock and look for an accurate timeline of what happened in the wrestling business when Rocky Johnson was on the circuit. And think that that should be on an NBC show told in on a 30-minute show on NBC primetime. It's so ridiculous, man. We just get so wrapped up in it. I don't mean everybody, but those two in particular, because I'm sure there's been more. But they're just like, well, wait a minute now. I don't think that JYD was in the Hawaii territories. I don't think he would have been there. And Andre, I think, was, was in Japan. So I'm not sure if Andre would have been at that party. Are you serious? We take stuff way too seriously, way too seriously, especially with the Young Rock TV show on NBC. Let's talk about Cesaro. Let me talk about Cesaro just for a second. So a couple of weeks ago, Cesaro had an opportunity with an open microphone with Paul Heyman next to him on Talking Smack to give his thoughts about his career in the WWE. Now, of course, you know that he is re-signed with the company much to my chagrin because Cesaro is much better than the WWE but he's still with the company you, Hey, if the money's right and he still wants to be booked underneath that's fine I just know that he's better than that I wish he was in NXT UK and they take on Walter for the NXT um, NXT UK championship to take on Dragunov to take on those guys on a regular basis that's where he belongs because there, NXT UK, you don't have Vince McMahon holding it against him because his English isn't right or because they don't think he doesn't think that he can pull down the brass ring or whatever the hell the reason is that Cesaro has been booked so poorly in this company. But I want to play this promo for you if you missed it and react to it on the other side. I, I can't remember the last time I had a sh- chance at the Universal ch- title or at any championship in WWE and I'm still going because I believe that hard work pays off and I believe because every single person out there that believes in me and that has believed in me since I came to the United States since I came to WWE because guess what I did not come to WWE 
when I came to the United States. Oh no, I worked my way up the hard way. I worked every single day to get here. I worked every single day to be here. And you know what? I love it. I love every single moment of it because that's who I am and that's what I believe in. So to every single person out there who believes what they're doing is right, no matter what everybody else said, no matter what everybody believes, no matter what everybody wants to tell them, they feel they're right. They're doing it the right way, with the right integrity, with the right motives in mind. That matters. Your word matters. Your action matters. Every single thing that you do matters. No matter what everyone else says about you, no matter how everyone else feels about you, what you feel in here and what you believe in, that's what matters. And that's why you need to believe in yourself. And that's why you're going to be successful. And that's why I am going to be universal champion, given the chance. And you know that, Paul. And I know that. Kayla knows that. You know that. You know that. Nikki knows it. Moore knows it. Brian knows it. And every single person at home sitting in the, as we call it, Cesaro section, knows it and has ever knows it. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you believe in. And that's why I fight every single day. And I love it. Love, Paul. Because I love wrestling. Love will always succeed. <sighs> so... This was earlier in the month with Cesaro on Talking Smack with Kayla and Paul Heyman. So when we had fans, we had the Cesaro section. It wasn't that many signs, but there was a Cesaro section, people believing in Cesaro. That guy can wrestle. I was a fan of Claudio Castagnoli at Ring of Honor, paid Good money to see him wrestle because he was that special of a talent. The reason why that Cesaro has not gotten over is not because he can't wrestle, because he is tremendous in the ring. It's because of Mike's skills. And he had an opportunity for the first time, the first time that I can remember, that he had the opportunity for two minutes to sell himself. That wasn't great. Now, I understand that English may be a second language, third language. I don't know. But I understood what he was trying to say. But that was not smooth. If Cesaro was told, hey, man, you're going to be on Talking Smack, and I want you to sell yourself. You had an opportunity now to put yourself on the line. You felt like you haven't had a championship match in a while, Universal, WWE championship matchup. You know what? You have two minutes to sell yourself. And Cesaro talked about how you can believe in yourself, I, you know, and that love prevails and all. I was like, ah, that was not the promo of his life. That was a promo, but not the promo of his life. When you are Cesaro and you've been buried, but you've resigned with the company, a new contract for everything I'm reading, right? You take that microphone and for two minutes you tell the audience that I have not had a WWE 
championship opportunity, as they say in the WWE. You can't say title shot. You have to say opportunity. I've not had a WWE championship opportunity for the Universal or WWE Championship. But I continue to work. I continue to strive. I will grab that brass ring and I will prove once and for all that I belong in this company, not just as a good hand, not just as someone on the card, not someone that's good enough to be beaten, but someone that is a champion, someone that people want to see and root for. I love wrestling. I love the WWE, but also I love the opportunity to be able to be champion, for people to look at me as one of the all-time greats. I know what it takes to be in this company. I've taken on the very best at what they do, but I'm also one of the very best at what I do. And the bottom line is, is that moving forward, I will not just be set aside. I will not be looked over. I will grab the brass ring and I will be the WWE champion or the Universal champion or I'm going to make a statement. I will see to it that everyone, the powers that be, the fans, everyone that's in decision making realizes that I belong here. Not just getting a check, not just filling space, but to be a champion. Now, if that was an unscripted promo by Cesaro. Would there be heat in the back? Maybe. That might shake up a few feathers. But I i don't even have anything in front of me. I just made up that up by myself. Now, maybe that's maybe a B-plus promo. But that's just what I just came up with on my own. And so, I don't know if you are can't speak your mind fully. I don't know if it's half a shoot, whatever. But I would make it very clear <laughs> that now that I'm resigned with the company, uh, that I'm here to make some noise and not just to be a good hand, just good enough to get beat. I just made it up on my own. Maybe Cesaro's promo is better than what I just gave you, but I don't have anything written in front of me. Maybe he didn't either, and that's why it sounded like that. But I don't think that that was great. I know he's. it's over on social media and wrestling twitter like oh that's great oh cesaro it's because we haven't heard cesaro for two minutes unscripted before yeah i think there's some nerves at the beginning but then he was able to smooth it out a little bit but that's got to be clear that hey i'm not going to be <laughs> taking looking up at the lights every night when we get back into the arenas <laughs> i'm just saying Biggie, once again, Apollo Crews is inserting himself into the Intercontinental Championship picture, or at least trying to. Would you say that this is putting a strain on your friendship? Uh, we've honestly already spent too much time talking about Apollo. I spent too much time focusing on Apollo. This is my run. Confetti rained down from on high on Christmas Day for me. And I'm, I'm stuck in this Apollo abyss. Just like this, this is this is business, man. This like being cool in the back is great, and I do my best to be a good human too. But for me to sit here and hold his hand and say, "Yeah, you can get shot number five hundred and thirty-two. Keep trying, Apollo." Nah, man. I'm here for me. I'm here to hold this title for years, to break records. And I'm wasting my time on Apollo. And look, man, I, I I say time and time again, he's talented. I get it. Like, 
this this man is not worthy of holding my title. This man is not worthy of lacing my boots. He's not worthy of my position. And he's hard-headed. That's the problem. He don't understand this. He thinks that you just are good enough. You show up one day and you get title opportunities. He don't know the time I put in. He don't know the amount of no's I was told, the amount of doors that were slammed in my face, the amount of times I was laughed at to get to this position. I was signed by this company in 2009. I'm tired of wasting my time with Apollo Crews. I'm tired of holding his hand. I'm tired of turning the other cheek. I'm tired of him. I'm tired. Now that's a promo. Big E talking about Apollo Crews a couple of weeks ago. I just wanted to play it for you because that wasn't the silliness of Big E. There's a guy there that is trying to have a run. See, I like some of these WWE Network exclusives because you can just tell that some of these wrestlers, they don't have bullet points or scripts in front of them. They're just, they seem like their guard is down and they're just comfortable. Just comfortable just having a discussion. And so, and I've seen some stuff from Big E where it's still a little bit of the New Day silliness. And that's fine. I mean, that's part of his personality. And I'm, I have no problem with that. But also, there has to be a time to have a second gear. And I see that Big E is going to have a WWE Network special, a 24-7 Network special that's going to be streaming there. So, good for him. He's in the right direction. Oh, wait. There's, speaking of promos, hold on a second. There's Miz again. You don't even need to ask a question. As a matter of fact, go, 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 because this camera is all mine. Understand that I told you so. Whenever someone says I wasn't thinking on their level, I am a master strategist. I think further than anybody else in all of WWE. I didn't just take respect. I demanded it through all the WWE universe, and I could care less if everybody's on the internet going, oh, Miz doesn't deserve it. Oh, Miz shouldn't be WWE champion. Cry! Go ahead and cry and keep on doing it because that is the fuel that lights my fire. I am your WWE champion whether you like it or not. Ten years ago, we had an angry Miz girl and I hope and I pray that there are thousands upon thousands, millions of angry Miz girls right here, right now, sopping, weeping, wishing that Drew McIntyre was still their WWE champion. He is not. I am. So this is me saying I am now content being awesome. See you at WrestleMania or at Monday Night Raw, whichever I feel like, because I'm champion and I do whatever the hell I want. I will tell you what, whatever you want to say about The Miz, that dude understands how to be a heel. Now, listen, the WWE is a heel factory. I get it. Um, They got plenty of them. But only a few know how to do it right. And The Miz, no matter what, that guy loves to be hate. He loves to be hated. He loves it. <laughs> and in that promo right there, that just popped up. Man, that dude, now he's got the bravado because he's like the WWE champion. You know, for a short time, however he's gonna, long he's going to be champion. But he's putting it in your face. He is immediately looking at the wrestling internet community, you, and saying, F you. I couldn't care less what you think. That's good. That's like it was exactly what you want. That's what a heel does. And the Miz, of nothing else, knows how to do that in that company. 
So what about AEW? What about AEW jumping the shark? If this match, this promo I'm going to play for you, if this is not the last match between Kenny Omega and John Moxley, then I don't know what is. Back in my day, and maybe your day as well, the blow-off was the cage match, right? Regular match, no disqualification match, some kind of crazy stip match, and the blow-off would be the cage match. No matter what, whoever wins in the cage match, that's the end of the feud, right? Well... In 2021, Kenny Omega's got some new ideas, or old ideas, that are new again. Hello, Kawasaki Stadium. You can have your rematch, John Moxley. You can have your rematch. I don't even give it to you at Revolution. But the problem is, I'm the one that's going to name the match. If we beat you up, you just keep coming back. If I beat you in a straight-up wrestling match, you get jealous, and you keep coming back. You're talking about putting people on the ground, breaking their neck. Is that what I'm going to have to do, John? Is that what I'm going to have to do? Well, if I'm going to have to put you in the ground, how about this, John? How about you and I in an exploding barbed wire death match? God, what you the... You talk about having it's... the loaded gun? I'm... What? I'm the one holding the gun, John. Yeah, what? Exploding... And your time on this earth is limited. Oh, oh exploding barbed wire! And then shortly after the clip cut off and I saw this live, what does Excalibur say? Oh, just like FMW, just like FMW. I didn't watch FMW, but I'm very familiar with the Kawasaki Stadium match in which there was an exploding ring. Are they really going to do that? Are they really going to do that? How niche is FMW wrestling? Do you even know what that is? I'm sure a lot of us that look for wrestling on online have seen an exploding ring with barbed wire. Oh my god. Why is this happening? Do we need to see that in 2021? Will that really solve anything? Kenny Omega has said many times that in order to be the very best, he's got to be in every single style of wrestling. I totally understand that. If I had a draft and and Josh Lopez and I went through a draft and I chose Kenny Omega as one of my wrestlers in the draft, of course, Kenny Omega is one of the best in the world. There's no doubt. Does he have to do this match? You know, Kenny Omega came into his own in New Japan because he was in classic wrestling matches. Yeah, there might have been a little plunder here and there. There's a little, you know, craziness here and there. But for the most part, he was in classic wrestling matches with Okada. And they were great to watch. Like 30, 45-minute hour classics. And now he's getting into this CZW nonsense with John Moxley. Why is this necessary? Why do we have to see this? It's going to happen. I understand this is if this is something where, okay, it's a one-off, one-time deal on TNT, a standalone matchup. How many people do you think they would draw if this was just on TNT as a standalone? This is the match. However long it goes, this is the main event on TNT. Not just like a, a dynamite. How many people would watch if you build this thing up properly? A million people? Is it worth it to go through that? It is for John Moxley because he's used to this nonsense. It's just, it's just not my cup of tea. Exploding barbed wire match. 
set the ring on fire. Okay, then what? <laughs> then what? What's the next thing, right, between these two? I just don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't think there's a need for that match. FTR and Tully Blanchard back in the ring will take on the Jurassic Express on March 3rd on AEW Dynamite. Tully Blanchard back in trunks. He's like almost 70 years old. And Tully's going to wrestle against the entire Jurassic Express. I will ask again, does this match have to take place? I mean, I would love just a classic rivalry between these two. And it is so far. But how long will this last? Is this the blow-off or is there more? FTR and Tully Blanchard wrestling. I don't want to see that. (laughs) I don't want to see Tully in tights. And I'm sure his action will be limited. I know that he's in good shape. But, I mean, he's going to be in the ring. And I don't think, I think it was 1995 is the last time I remember him actually as an active wrestler on the independent circuit. And he's going to go out there again. That is something else, man. This company. Uh, You know, who I'm really interested in, I'm wondering whether or not we are going to see the opportunity to see Ray Phoenix as a singles champion in this company. Because he's doing some great things. I would play a highlight for you there, but I mean, the highlight doesn't even tell the story of him just taking out the butcher on the last All Elite Wrestling show that I saw. Uh, man, it's just it, it, just the footwork, everything that he does. To me, he is a singles champion. I'd hate for AEW to be like WCW in the past and just ignore great singles talent. It can't. Everything can't just be about just what's going on with Jericho and what's going on with uh, you know this wrestler or that wrestler. I mean, Ray Phoenix, man, is just uh, just great. I watched him on a, just as another level on AEW Dynamite take out uh, the Butcher, and I just think that that was tremendous. I hope that he can be a single star in this company. I hope they're not overlooking him because that guy has it. I mean, we've seen a lot of luchadors or great 
uh, Latino wrestlers over the years, man, but he is something extra special. And I think that he'd be a great singles champion in this company. I saw a video of uh, Jade Cargill and Shaq playing basketball, seeing Shaq rooting on Jade Cargill playing basketball. Is that the warm-up for their matchup with uh, Red Velvet and Cody? <laughs> Jade Cargill shooting baskets. That's the warm-up. That's the hype that we're getting ready to watch. Like Jade Cargill laying the basketball up time and time again, showing her athleticism in a basketball court, and Shaq just watching Jade. And um, they are supposed to be taking on Cody and Red Velvet. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand why that video was so hot that we had to see that. One other AEW note that I have, and that is with Sting. Sting should not be taking bumps. I understand he's going to be he's part of this feud now, but when he got powerbombed, when I saw that, it bothered me for on two levels. One, I know the age of Sting. I know the injury he suffered at the hands of uh, Seth Rollins, and so he's back in the fold. But AEW, on the other hand, missed an opportunity. They missed an opportunity. Why would you let Sting just get powerbombed by Brian Cage and then nobody comes to help Sting? He's just laying in the middle of the ring, looking up at the lights saying, "Why why me? Why am I doing this? There was an opportunity for there to be a hushed crowd or just people, you know, coming out to help Sting because Sting hasn't taken a bump in some in a few years, right? Probably since his time in the WWE. Probably hasn't done any independent stuff. And I just thought that that was a missed opportunity. I don't know why. I just thought that was weird to have him bump like that and no one trying to help him. Someone should have been immediately out there to try to help him. And I just thought that was a missed opportunity. And. You know, there's a number of veterans that are getting the ring here in AEW. The, the booking is scattered. It is, uh, some of it is not bad, but some of it has got to get better. <laughs> That's for sure. This is the growing pains of a young company and a young booker like Tony Khan. There's a lot of things where I see something for one week and I don't see any more or hear anything more about it in, for the next two or three weeks. Very odd the way this company is run on, on some aspects. But then the same thing with the WWE, too. I mean, there's there are really no sound booking or companies that are telling a great story for either the WWE or AEW. There's some good things. Everything is not perfect, but there's some things where it makes you scratch your head like, okay, so what's coming? What's next, right? So, I mean, it's just the growing pains of Tony Khan as a young booker, though, but there's got to be some continuity. Not just in the WWE, but AEW as well. Don't forget to follow Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday on Twitter and Instagram at WrestlingTWT. Again, it's WrestlingTWT. Hope you catch me with uh, David Kaplan mornings between 7 and 10 a.m. Central Time on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We have a fun time talking Chicago sports and everything else in between. Um, and also, don't forget my NBA podcast as well. My NBA podcast can be found. Look for Under the Hood basketball podcast on Spotify. And you can also find it on SoundCloud. 
You also can find it on the Captain J Hood podcast feed on the ESPN Chicago app. So if you know of an NBA fan, if you're an NBA fan, check out the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. We talk about the Chicago Bulls, the Fighting Illini, and everything else in between around the NBA and around college basketball. So I hope that you join us for that podcast as well if you love your hoops. I'm Jonathan Hood. Thanks for listening to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. As always, I appreciate your support.